And you know what this music means. It's uh, Terry Savage joining me, Wendy Snyder, in for Lisa Dent today. Terry, how are you feeling today? Terrific. That music never fails to make me smile. (laughs) Well, you are the money lady, the savage truth. You can go to terrysavage.com. How many books do you have out now? Well, I've been writing books for a long time. But the current ones are, are, there's a, well, three years old now, edition of The Savage Truth on Money, and then the new book on Social Security Horror Stories. Which you are helping everybody with Social Security because there are horror stories right and left. $21 billion worth of them. I don't even want to get into that now because I spent the weekend trying to respond and, and dealing, and the stories are always very, very sad because the recalls come because of Social Security's own calculation mistakes. And they, it seems to me that they're coming to people who are disabled, retired, poor, almost broke. Uh, I have one woman who's just said, that's what I used to pay my rent. What am I supposed to do? So it's tough. But I don't even understand thing. that. I don't know how they can. You can't uh, squeeze blood we out of a turnip. Not, yeah, we have not given up. We are, uh, Larry Kotlikoff is the we, uh, famed economist and co-author of the book, working with the Treasury Department, and I have absolutely a lot of realistic hope that something's going to break here. All right, well, let's talk uh, fraud versus scams, because I think those words are used interchangeably, but yet they're not the same thing, are they? They are not. And uh, on January 1st, I just because I pulled it up on my computer, I published an article, and there's news breaking today. The first line on my uh, uh, Chicago Tribune column that goes into syndication read like this. Don't count on your bank to replace your money if you've been taken by a scam. It all depends on the bank's investigation of how the money was removed. And most major banks are taking a tough line on reimbursements these days. Now, I'll explain that, but just before we came on, uh, a new post uh, news release on CNBC. New York, the state of New York, sues Citibank for alleged failure to reimburse bank fraud victims. Now, let me tell you what this is all about. Okay. My column went on to say that banks make a very fine distinction about whether you participated, and I'm going to put that in quotes, in the scam. I mean, nobody willingly does, but even if you authorized or clicked on a link or thought you were responding to a phone call that looked like it came from the bank and said, Citibank Fraud Department, in any way, if you were involved, they will say, that's a scam. We don't reimburse scams. Now, according to this lawsuit in New York by the Attorney General there, um, uh, the Attorney General Letitia James alleged in the lawsuit that city must reimburse victims of fraud under the Electronic Funds Transfer Act. The bank, uh, city responded that they work very hard to prevent all this. And given the in, quote, given the industry-wide surge in wire fraud uh, during the last several years, we've taken proactive steps to re- to uh, safeguard our clients' account. But here's what's been happening, and it happened. Um, um, to Andy Cohn of uh, you know uh, Real Housewives, if you they clone your phone, they have a way to gain access to your phone. 
Do they need to be near you to to They don't do need this? to be near you. Now it seems to be that if you respond to a call, this is technology, believe me, that's way beyond me. But I the, the reason I wrote this column was because and I talked to a major bank's fraud department and said, how, you know, how do you get away with not reimbursing them? That's where I got that explanation. I said, yeah, but it seems to be in the three cases of people who talked to me and, you know, complained to me that they didn't realize this was happening. And what happens is when the bank does have two-factor authentication, so let's just say someone tries to wire $2,500 out of your bank account, they contact you and you've, you've had that happen for purchases. Well, we're going to give you a code to put this in if you will really authorize this. The code never comes to the person because their phone has been cloned. Oh. And so the fraudsters get the number and put it in and out goes your money. Now, because you accepted a phone call that started out something like, we're from the fraud department. Did you just try to charge $500 in Atlanta, Georgia? And you go, no, I'm, I'm in Chicago. Then you start the process of unwittingly giving them access because you probably go online on your phone right there on your app to say, gee, well, well, let me look. And that's how they get the information. The next thing they say is, well, did you charge 1987 at Walgreens on Michigan Avenue? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was me. Oh, well, this is really serious. And that it's a long scam. And it's happened to so many people. So the, the advice is... Yeah, what do we do? Don't quick respond to texts from a bank fraud department. Do not respond to calls. I mean, they, they say they're the IRS. They say they're all kinds of things. Always hang up and then call your bank. You know what the fraud department is. It's on the back of your credit card. That's the number. Um, or on your bank account call and say this has just happened to me is this true because you're now making the outgoing call directly to your bank do not click on links on text emails are you know so so 2000 i mean it's right i know we know better than that now phone calls and the phone calls really look like when the texts really look like and the phone calls really sound like it is the xyz bank fraud department the only way you know is basically if you bank at uh at uh, Fifth Third, and the call comes from Citibank Fraud Department, where you, you go, hang up immediately. Right. You have a Citibank account. God, that is so scary. I'm going, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm not going to use my credit cards, my phone. You be very, very careful about where you use your phone. Um, your PIN number can be cloned, and then they see you have a Chase app or a Citibank app or whatever it might be. So that's one of the ways that they know to send you a fraudulent contact regarding the bank, the account that's on your phone. But just it's not just happening to celebrities, but it's happening to just ordinary people. It's and not dumb people. Rate. I mean, this seriously. No, 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 no. And but the real interesting question is going to be now. Okay, I, as I say, I explained about this in a column earlier this month. It's up at terrysavage.com. Scroll down the left hand side, you'll see the information on it. But just this afternoon at uh, today, uh, this morning actually at 10.30, City, uh, a New York Attorney General, Letitia James, sued Citibank for failing to reimburse victims. So now this will be fought out in court. Interesting. About 
you know, what happens when you are the unwitting victim of something that is on a fine line between being scammed and fraud? That is fascinating. Uh, Terry, in honor of you, I'm going to change my password from 1234 to something a little better. <laughs> and don't change it to 4321. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. You can go to terrysavage.com. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thanks, Wendy. Have a good one. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. News is coming up next here on 720 WGN. WGN.